Welcome to Inclusion Matters, produced by the Center for Inclusive Child Care, aka the CICC. We're located at inclusivechildcare.org. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast of the Center for Inclusive Child Care. I'm Cindy Croft, Director of the Center, and I'm here again with Priscilla Weigel. Hello, Cindy. Hello, my co-host. Mm-hmm. And so we're doing part two of 10 Guidelines for Effective Discipline of Children. Mm-hmm. And what, uh, what, has, what was presented to us was to offer some information around Bank Out Day USA, which is April 30th. Coming up. And it's every year. And so we wanted to offer some information in, uh, about uh, guidance and discipline um, versus, I guess, uh, punishment. Mm-hmm. And so we already talked in our podcast, the first one, part one, about punishment and sort of what that can do to a child and sort of their development and some of the reasons why maybe punishment is not the direction we want to go and, and why guidance and discipline is a better option and what we're trying to achieve for children and ways that we can help parents make choices about it as well. And so in this podcast, we thought we'd drill down a little bit and be a little more specific about what some of the guidelines for effective discipline are. And before we get into it, I do want to refer people to our website, inclusivechildcare.org, and we have all this information under our tip sheets tab. And the name of this tip sheet is 10 Guidelines for effective discipline of children. And we've taken all of this information from the um, Center for Effective Discipline at the GundersonHealth.org um, organization, the Gunderson Health organization um, at GundersonHealth.org. And they have a wealth of information there for both child care providers and parents. So hopefully that will be a place that you will go from here if you want to learn uh, even more information about this. Mm-hmm. So let's get started on some of these guidelines, Priscilla. Sure. I think um, kind of recapping a little bit about what we talked about in our last podcast, working in child care, you know, we know that we can't use spanking. That's not an okay option, but as you referred to in the last podcast, there may be some families that maybe are still using it at home, and it's our role as that professional to give them information that's going to be useful and help them choose something that is more positive for the child and also conducive to better learning and lifelong skills. So that's where um, these guidelines, I think, are really going to be very helpful to those of you who are listening because really the the first piece that we want to think about is the goal of discipline and guidance is to really teach children accept, accept excuse me, acceptable behavior. So we want to teach them skills, as we referred to in our last podcast, too. If you're going to take a, a behavior away, you want to give them another another one to put in its place that's going to be positive, a tool for their toolbox, as you said, Cindy. So we don't want to punish them. We don't want to be punitive. We, we want to teach them something. And in order to teach them, we have to show them sometimes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we have to give them the words. If they don't have the words, if they're biting, and we say to them, use your words, they obviously don't have the words, so what do we give them to say? Um, So teaching them acceptable options is really the first guideline that we need to stress. That's that's exactly right, and I think in line with that is really seeing children's 
behaviors, and we might call them misbehaviors. I know Dan Gartrell has always referred to them as mistaken behaviors, mm -hmm. which helps us see them in a whole different light as really, again, as we've said so many times, children are so little and so young and so inexperienced, mm -hmm. and they're looking to us for guiding their behaviors and their social skills and all of those things. And so they make mistakes with their behavior. Mm -hmm. They do things that get them, you know, get their friends angry at them or get the big grown-ups in their world, you know, in some sort of tizzy. And, and, and they make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those mistaken behaviors uh, are persistent because they get something from them over and over again. Maybe mm -hmm. it's there's a seeking attention or, or whatever, a preferred object. Or they just, they don't know. They saw someone else do it and it right. seemed to work for them. Right. So right. they just don't know yet. Right. And so we want to, yeah, we want to help them. We want to say, yeah, no, that's not the... That's not the way to get the thing that you're after. Mm -hmm. But here's here. We're going to help you. Here's yeah. some words. Or for toddlers, it's a little different because we're not teaching words so much as we're trying to redirect into mm -hmm. more appropriate play um, situations. But yeah, that, I love that you would see the behavior more as a mistake. Mm -hmm. And I, I used to always talk about the fact that it was an oops. Yeah. And it was an oops and you get a do-over. Yeah, exactly. You know, and when kids can understand that, they get it. And it's not, and then it doesn't turn into a power struggle, another added benefit. Exactly. And one thing that is super, super important to remember is, you know, as you just talked about, lack of experience. We never hit or shake infants or any child. Because really, especially infants, they don't know right from wrong at all. They do not do any of these things on purpose. And so we need to love and protect them and show them a better choice. The child who crawls across the room and goes and grabs for the electrical plug isn't doing that because they think, I'm going to really get in trouble for this and it's going to be really fun. They're testing you to say, is this right or wrong? Should I do this? Is this safe? And then when you say, no, 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 scary, ouch, yeah. they might go and do it a few times to see if, is she for real? Was this really something consistent and meaningful for I, for me to really catalog in my brain? So moving that, moving from that thought to to the next really important guideline is creating that safe environment for children, mm -hmm. knowing that your home is safe, that your child care setting is safe, that you've removed any hazards that could hurt a child, harm a child distract a child when they're supposed to be listening and learning, any of those temptations that they're going to be curious about that are really dangerous, and also just the way that they interact with each other, that can be dangerous. So how are you modeling acceptable behavior and encouraging the kids in your care to really love each other and care about each other and support each other and, and be patient with each other? All that is really important to create that safe, secure environment. Those are great points, Priscilla. And other guidelines that we would want to include for those listening around effective discipline would also be to make sure that in our setting or when we're talking to parents, uh, to stress the importance and value of order and consistency, mm -hmm. routine, all of those things for children um, are preemptive, really, so that we don't even have to use uh, discipline. So when we so because they build for kids this regulatory system, this physiological and then emotional regulatory system, that that can then uh, help children stop 
make that pause mm -hmm. that we talk about between kind of thinking they're going to do something and then actually reacting. Mm -hmm. And so the longer we can make that pause for children, the greater the chance will be that they'll make a good choice in terms of what that reaction will be. Right. So, so the more we provide consistency, the more we encourage that internal regulatory system right. that they need that increases that pause for them. Right. And some of the behaviors that we may notice when a child is feeling dysregulated or like there's not a consistent routine may be just those red flags in behavior where you go, what is going on with this little guy? He seems to really be behaving in such an extreme way. And then one of the first questions that we may ask is, is there a change in the routine? Or is there something new going on in the classroom, in the childcare setting, at home? Has he been on a vacation or someone in his family? So kids really do see that as a comfort and kind of like a, a great comfortable blanket or safe, um, cozy thing that they hold on to, like a nook or a, a favorite toy. Exactly. Um, and other thing, age appropriateness. Mm -hmm. Are expectations clear? Are choices age appropriate? And the consequences age appropriate? Mm -hmm. Remembering again, they're just new to this earth. They don't have a lot of years experience having patience to show that. And then looking at family rules. And this is something that we can help parents understand, I think, especially when we see them every day at drop-off and pick-up. Are those appropriate for kids? Are expectations, are the family's expectations at home really, truly appropriate for that child? Can they comply and be successful? Right. And that's going to make everyone feel much more comfortable if there's less friction around that. So if you're providing a child with a setting that says, he's a three-year-old, I know I'm going to provide things for three-year-olds that are appropriate for them, or he's a two-year-old, so you're not going to expect that two-year-old to stay for a long um, time sitting and maybe reading a super long story initially as they're getting used to sitting and listening to books. You're going to choose shorter stories and all right. sorts of other things. Right, and, and we might talk to parents about the importance of rules in terms of limit setting for children and the importance, again, that a boundary and a limit um, helps in a child's, again, sense of building a regulatory system. Not that there needs to be a lot of rules and, you know, regulations and, and that we need to impose a lot of, you know, walls around a child, but that putting some boxes around children's behavior helps them understand the world better, helps mm -hmm. them feel safe and secure, and it gives parents opportunities to say, oh wow, you did this, you did exactly, you, you were following this rule that we have about right. being kind to your brothers or whatever the rule is. You right. have all these opportunities to, to increase a child's uh, positive sense of self when the rule is not being broken, but and those are probably the rules that parents make and the rules that are made in childcare are probably going to have different purposes and, and but again as you said we really want to make sure there the consequences are really understood by the child and they they make sense mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. for really small children we probably want to think about natural consequences right you know uh, uh, you know as long as no one is hurt right but, not the know. school of hard knocks right but, but <laughs> school yeah. of safe knocks exactly so yeah and that that builds that trusting relationship mm -hmm. which is so critical yep and then i think as we wrap this up you know we we want kids to we, we want young children to you know feel good about who they are when they're with us and and so that rather than being in the role of always 
uh, enforcing rules and making children feel bad because they missed the mark again or mm -hmm. again this notion of um, misbehavior instead of mistaken behavior right. they, they can tend to get a negative view of themselves especially children who struggle a little bit in understanding right uh, maybe they're a little bit maybe in their they don't have they're a little bit maybe they're within their in in terms of with their peers they're not quite as far along on some of their social skills and mm -hmm. so they takes them a little bit longer to get to understand some of what the connections are there and they can begin to feel like wow i'm the one that never gets it right and so mm -hmm. our positive affirming language and helping them again learn the skills that they need to be successful that's so much more important so important i love one of my favorite quotes it's by jane nelson who wrote positive discipline is um she says where do we get the crazy idea that in order to make a child do better, we have to make them feel worse. And it's yeah. so true, and it happens so often. We make them feel worse, and they're just trying their best. And and really, our our goal through all of this, through this pod, mm -hmm. these podcasts, and this tip sheet that will be at that will be on our website, is to really encourage everyone to adopt a no hitting attitude. Mm -hmm. No one has a right to hit anyone else in the house, in the childcare, including hitting children for misbehavior, of course. Mm -hmm. But just helping families and helping everyone to adopt mm -hmm. that, children and adults, is really important. And I think that if we can build that as a foundational legacy, think yeah. of the world in yes, years to come. Exactly. And I will add again the Center for Effective Discipline at uh, GundersonHealth.org has some other really good tip sheets on um, you know how to move away from some of the spanking behaviors um, they have some really good research around spanking mm -hmm. and then they also have some really great tip sheets that parents can use on you know how to talk to their children and and so I would encourage people to go to that site we're grateful for their uh, foundation that they um, awarded us a, a grant so that we could do some work around that and, mm -hmm. and then we encourage people to spread the word about spank out day on April 30th of this year and then every every year following that um, and just to open a dialogue with right. parents and and give them maybe some of these handouts right so people yeah. can start to understand that it's really important that we give children tools definitely so thank you so much Priscilla thanks Cindy great to be here bye that's all for now see you